The Bully Girl Magazine podcast is your dog-eared audio destination, bookmarking the most compelling tales and insights from the vast canine universe. While we passionately dive into the world of bully breeds, dispelling myths, offering training tips, and discussing breed standards, our scope isn't limited. We cast our net wide to encompass a diverse range of dog breeds, ensuring no tale is left untold. Enhanced by expert interviews and inspiring stories, this podcast is a beacon for responsible ownership and breed education. It's where bully breed enthusiasts meet the broader dog-loving community, fostering unity, understanding and share joy in every bark and wag. So whether you're out walking your dog or listening at home, be sure to enjoy the show and keep coming back. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Joining us today is is Becca Escobar from Frenchieverse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, first off, who is that cutie pie with you? This is little Calypso, and she is actually going to be going to her new home in about a week and a half. She's a surprise for a husband, so I'm just soaking up all these little moments that I get with my baby before they go home. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She is so cute, and those colors are amazing. Thank you. I love the Merle. It's my favorite. Yeah, I love the world too. Oh my gosh. Okay, so for people who are listening, you got to go over to YouTube and just type in Bully Girl Magazine podcast because you need to see this beautiful, beautiful Merle. Oh my goodness. Now, for people who are in the world, what does the Merle mean? So the Merle is going to be a patterning. It's a spotted pattern. And there's a lot of different color tones that you can get. There's going to be like tricolors and just you can create so many different patterns. And that's why I love this unique pattern because to me it's like a thumbprint everyone is so unique um you get different eyes you get different just shapes everything is so cool but she is a little sweetheart you're being shy she's usually all bubbly oh she's (laughs) absolutely oh my gosh okay now i want a friendship is perfect now the first questions that i ask people there's there's two what kind of three does your dog, and you can choose any of your dogs, Becca, do anything funny, different, unique, and then we'll move on to the next two. Sure. I mean, we we have a little bit of a zoo here. So <laughs> we have we have nine adult dogs, and they're not all breeding dogs. Some of them are just family pets. We started out rescuing, and then my husband oh. wanted a French bulldog, and here we are. But um, you know, my favorite girl is Luna. She is another Merle French Bulldog that we have, and she's just a character. Like, you'll just look at her and tell her something, and she'll just give you this, like, weird eye, like, so stubborn. And then she'll boogie back and forth. She likes to do, like, karate moves with us. We'll play with her. So she's just, like, an all-around goofball. It was thundering yesterday, and she was outside, like, barking, yelling at the thunder. She's tough. (laughs) She's a tough girl. Oh my gosh. I love that. Now the next question is two parts. When did your love of dogs begin? And then when did your love of bully breeds begin? My love of dogs began ever since I popped out and had my own life (laughs) ever since I was born. Uh, I've always been raised around all sorts of animals, dogs, cats, birds, reptiles, horses. Um, So I was like the animal girl. And so ever since, you know, I breathed air, I've loved dogs. Oh, <laughs> and that's then great. I started, yeah, I started um, loving the French bulldog breed once my, my husband was like so adamant about getting a Frenchie. Oh, I want one, I want one, I want one. And um, we had two rescue pugs, but I guess those flat faces weren't enough for him. He needed <laughs> a French bulldog. 
another flat face in the right. house. More flat and then, better. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, as if my husband doesn't snore enough, the pugs snore, but I think she's actually don't snore too bad, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so then my partner actually that same week reached out to me um, when my husband was just pushing, 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 and he's like, hey, I know that you like dogs. What do you think about um, starting a French bulldog breeding business with me? And I was like, oh man, it's kismet. Like this just had to have happened. <laughs> so wow. it happened. My partner ended up getting our first uh, French bulldog and she's actually on my, my logo. This is our first girl, Sky. And after that, we just more and more, I call Frenchies like potato chips. They're addicting. You can't just have one. That's, just, that's my, that's my motto. <laughs> Oh my, okay. That is good to know. Now I loved your blog post from September 21st, 2023, Rebecca Escobar's French reverse. I love that name, by the way, redefining bulldog breeding Albuquerque from the bgmwarehouse.com site. And you had mentioned that you were originally thinking about breeding your Husky. How hard was it to let go of that idea once the Frenchies came along? Um, it wasn't too hard. You know, I had let go of that decision because she was already four years old. You know, uh, I wasn't in, I was in like rental homes. My husband and I bought our first home together. So nothing was ever stable. And now that we have a stable home, that's where it kind of just rooted because we don't have kids yet. So we're like, oh, we want to try like having our own little babies to look after. So that's where it began. Oh, that's so nice. Well, let's talk about the genetic testing. Cause I know that you take such great care, care of your dogs at Frenchieverse. So we, um, we health test all of our dogs. We usually use, um, we like to use paw print for studs because they're definitely more um, extensive and mm -hmm. thorough with everything that they go through on their testing. We also do um, animal genetics. So we health test even when we know our parents don't have any health issues or anything like that. We do do a genetic test for all of our puppies and we also do a full DNA test for all of our puppies because we want our families to have everything, even their DNA, even if they just want to be pet people. I think people get excited to learn what their dog is and things like that. We also do um, thorough vet exams. And ever since they're newborn babies, I start doing like ENS with them. My brother's a chiropractor. So he started teaching nice. me chiropractic for dogs. Um, so I started implementing that at a young age because it's insane the difference doing those little things just to see their development and their strength and their growth and their progress. So we make sure that we we uh, cover all of our bounds and every dog, whenever they go to a new home, I always explain that I'm still forever their guardian. So if ever there's anything that they have a question about, I'm always there. I get phone calls all day, every day from it, like larger things to smaller things. It doesn't matter. I, I reach out to my fur fam and I try to educate them on everything with this breed because they're a little bit more tricky than others. Yeah. I want to get into that trickiness in a moment, but yeah. I want to go back to something you brought up, which I was going to bring up as well. ENS stands for early neurological stimulation. Tell us more about that. So it's really, and I actually added a couple of things to just the typical basics. But it's going to be teaching them, um, and it'll help with things like getting colds if you introduce them to a cold temperature and a warm temperature. Mm -hmm. So you place like their paws on the cold and the hot. Um, you're also going to hold them and slowly go down and up. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of different things that's going to help with the neurological stimulation. I also do sound. So I'll see if they try to follow the sound where I'm snapping. And then I also do follow. 
So I'll have them try and follow my fingertip and this is very good for the eyesight development. So I just do a couple of extra different things like that. <laughs> now is part of the trickiness because they're snub nosed and that can lead to issues or is it other things as well? You know, I think our dogs have all had very nice open nares and strong okay. passageways. So we've not experienced any issues with just because they're flat, so long as the nair and the passageway is open and straight. Um, yeah, you breathed good, huh? You never oh, those clicks. Oh, my gosh. Cutie <laughs> pie. Um, but when they are nursing, so when you're whelping with the French Bulldog breed, it's definitely more difficult because you are going to, um, I constantly aspirate them. I have a cool little suction thing. It's basically a portable air tank and just whine and sucks out all the bugs <laughs> and the milk and things like that. So from an early age on, yeah, it can be an issue with these dogs is the aspiration. That's one of the number one leading causes of death with these with these pups is oh. aspiration at a young age. So it's something that you do have to, um, while you're whelping, really like monitor and watch over. <laughs> so, if they're, so they're nursing from their mom and do they nurse like a certain amount of time and then you check them? Or is there like a system to it? So I'm usually in this room with my babies, like 24 <laughs> seven, the first two weeks we get very comfortable with each other. Don't we? Yes. We oh know each gosh. other very well. Yeah. So I do spend a lot of time with the babies in the room from very early on. Um, I'm, you know, I'm second mom. I never call myself mom. I'm, right. I'm mama doula. And mm. so we're in there. Um, I do the first two weeks every two hours and it's exhausting. Um, okay. but we like to make sure to watch over these babies fat and healthy from a young age. I actually start right away from day three. I start doing beef liver and Pedialyte. And oh, that's my little secret recipe for fading puppy. <laughs> and <laughs> it keeps them strong and developing and nice and fat. So you do have to do every two hours. You just watch them. If they start to have little milk bubbles coming out of their nose, it's perfectly normal, but I just take my little suctioner and kind of run it over. And then after, when they're done feeding, I'll always check their lungs. And I'll listen for how their breathing is, if it's clear or if it's not. So um, I, I like to have that good, clear passageway. You never want it to sound like popcorn up in there. <laughs> oh, wow. And you do the same thing for that? If you hear that popcorn sound, you do the suction? Then you should aspirate again, yes. Oh, yes. okay. All right. Now, we talked about the different stimuli. You also talk about how your pups are hand-raised. Talk to us about that. Yes. It sounds like a lot of holding and the thing you were talking about where you lift them up and down. Yeah, so... I think that it's very important, you know, and, and it's time consuming on top of my other full-time businesses. This is a full-time plus job. So this has to be, you know, my life and all of our puppies. I'm very proud to say are hand raised by me. I did get a little helper now. So I get some, I get one night off a week sometimes, <laughs> but they're all hand raised by me, meaning that I'm with them all the time and I'm watching for every little developmental progression that they're making, making sure that they're mm -hmm. making all of their milestones and things like that. And I do love, um, if I'm not a big glove person, if I'm not sick, I don't wear gloves. I like the hand on contact. I right. always wash my hands. I have a little hand sanitizer on the wall. I have a hand wash. So I always super clean hands, super cracked and dry. <laughs> But I, I have to sure that up for that, by the way, which I can Ooh, get you, but I'll mention it. You'll have to send it my way. <laughs> and uh, by Water yes. Body Care, they're just great, great, great products. 
and uh, like amazing. So yeah, I'll get that. I'll have to try that out. Thank you. (laughs) I think it's important that they get touch. And I think touch is so valuable for young puppies. You know, they want to touch their mom. They want to touch you. The smells are good for them too. Mm -hmm. And also I'm a firm believer that small bacteria are good for puppies at a young age to develop, you know, immunities. Like we have a cat. So, you know, if I have the scent of a cat on me, then chances are they're not going to be alerted to a cat when they go to their new home. Yeah, that's a really great idea. Now, you mentioned the liver. So that was beef liver, were you saying? Yes. I, okay. I swear by it. It's one of the best things. I always do it as a preventative. Um, even if I, because you always want to prevent things before you have to go back and exactly. correct things. So day three, I boil some beef liver water and you just use the water. And I mix it with some unflavored Pedialyte. And it's just like puppy Gatorade with protein. Oh, that's nice. Now, what do they eat as they get bigger? So as they get bigger, um, I I always natural wean them. So, I mean, these babies are still trying to nurse on mom outside because she'll just lay out. And they're like, "Eh." obviously, she has no milk. (laughs) But but it's like a nurturing thing. Um, And I... It depends when I start transitioning mush. Every litter is different. I start when they start developing teeth. Um, So every litter is going to be different. But then I do, um, the dogs eat better than I do. They eat like chicken and peas and carrots and like amazing. I have recipes on it if ever you need it. And then I transition them. Yeah. I have tons of recipes. I, I cook a lot for them. Not so much for myself. I'm, I've been slacking. <laughs> but then uh, I we transition them either onto all raw or then oh, some of the dogs get kibble. It just depends how they do. Um, these ones have actually done great with just kibbles. We feed them Victors. I, I love it. It's okay to have for puppies and adults. But I am a huge advocate of raw diet. I'm a huge advocate of that. So... I try to have our pups on a kibble just in case mm-hmm. the family is not capable of affording that recipe because um, it does get expensive. And, and I made yeah. my own to kind of cheapen it because it was costing us like 200 bucks just to ship it. I like the Titan Red Raw if okay. if you can. But since we're so far away from distribution, it just got crazy expensive. So I looked at the ingredients and I made my own raw food diet for them. So if you That's can really feed raw hundred percent recommend it. If not, I think Victor's kibble is actually a pretty good one. Now, if you've already started your dogs on either kibble or cooked food, and everybody knows who listens, I give blue squash and turkey. The funny thing today was I didn't have anything to eat. So I ate squash and turkey and he's looking at me like, mom, wait a second. And I looked at him, I'm like, I know there's not very much, but there'll be enough for you and I'll make a bunch more tomorrow. And it wasn't bad. He put a little salt on it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, how do we, how do you transition? Is it like a process? So actually the transition is pretty smooth, especially if you're going from kibble to raw. It takes about um, two days typically. So you want to do, give them a fast of one meal. And then in the next meal, you're going to do half and half. And then on the next day, you're going to start giving them just all raw. And you might get one or two weird poops, but that's about it. It, weird poops is my thing. I'm like, send me a picture. I'll tell you what it is right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you up on that because Blue, even yes. with his diet, his stomach's a lot better than it was. But yeah, he still has some pretty weird poops at times. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, like humans, dogs sometimes need difference, differences in their diet. So like 
Sometimes, you know, we'll add a little bit of jasmine rice to it just because they do need a little bit of fiber. Um, sometimes I love pumpkin. It's like mm. chef's kiss, the best thing ever for dog's digestion, just because it'll help either firm it up or it'll help kind of loosen it. It's just a natural, natural remedy for everything. Oh, that's really helpful. Now, do you cook <laughs> the pumpkin? No. So we just get the canned oh. pumpkin. I prefer um, Libby's. I tried like the off brands. Not so great. But all I right. like the Libby's all natural, nothing added, just plain old pumpkin. Just put a little scoop of it in their food and it, it works wonders. Now I got that uh, jingle from the 70s. Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on your label, label, label. <laughs> you would like it. Do you remember that? Well, you're too young, but on your table. I know. Now everybody knows I'm old. <laughs> as soon as you said Libby's, I pictured myself as a kid watching Brady Bunch's mother. <laughs> now, what about exercise? We have a very big one. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's my piercings. We actually have a very big yard. And so um, they run around in the backyard. Like we have our own dog park almost. So we're very fortunate wow. to have a big yard. And all the dogs play so good together. Um, I, I, ever since I began raising little tiny puppies, I actually have stopped going to dog parks just because yes. they're so sensitive. I don't, even though my dogs may have immunity to like Parvo or December or things like that, they could still possibly bring it home to our little babies that don't yet have that immunity. So although I love dog parks, um, you know, and just people, how they take care of their dogs. Sometimes you never really know what to expect. Yeah. So I'll take like my husky down by the river and we'll go for walks there, um, which is great mm -hmm. for her. But otherwise, we'll just do little walks around the neighborhood. And that's actually how we found a lot of homes for our babies and some like our neighbors. Oh, but, oh my God. <laughs> so we, we go on little walks and then I get to see like our pups growing up in neighborhoods. And it's, it's oh. really special. Yeah, it's special. <laughs> Yeah, I love the community that you have, like you're talking about with Frenchie Verse. I love how you call thank your clients you. your fur fam. It is so you're just so welcoming. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I I firmly believe that they become family. So my favorite part is, even though people always ask, isn't it hard when a puppy like goes home? Don't you miss them? And it's like my favorite part is seeing the joy that our pups bring. You know, someone holding their new puppy. And they're just crying because they're so happy. So they share those intimate moments with me. One of my favorite stories, I'll be brief. Um, oh, no, no. She couldn't have, sorry, I like to blab. She she couldn't have kids anymore. And so mm. she wanted like the next closest thing. And so she got one of our puppies. And the moment the puppy was in her arms, we're just sobbing and like we're hugging. And it's just beautiful moments like that that make me wake up and do this every day. Those moments when there's hard days, it's like, I look back at that, I get a little emotional. Because it's beautiful that people trust me with such an intimate part of their lives. Dogs are intimate, they're family. Okay. So I firmly believe that whenever you get a puppy or even just a service with us, you become a part of our family, a part of us. Oh, I love that. And I forgot to ask Thank the name you. of the cutie pie on your lap. This is Calypso. Oh, that's a great name. Calypso. Oh my goodness. Um, She's going home very soon. Oh yeah, you have to. And she is a cuddle bug. Yes, that's what I love. I have to ask, how do you handle all this with nine dogs? 
in total. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. That's okay. I was gonna say I get to start my day every day, and I only have two dogs. Blue, my pity likes to eat Benji, my lab's poop. So every day, and Blue likes to get up early. So I'm outside at 5.15 in the morning, 5.30, and I have to go out because Blue and I have this thing, like, we'll both watch Benji poop, and Blue will, like, uh -huh. look over at me to see if I'm looking, and I'm like, no poop for Blue. That's and what I say. Go for it. And I run over, and I have to scoop, and I'm like, you know, I do love these dogs, but it's 5.15, I can barely see, and I have to, like, figure out yeah. where the poop is. So, so Blue That's doesn't eat it. These Frenchies are notorious for doing that at a young That's age. What I've so heard. fun. Fun trick is pineapple, fresh, fresh cut of pineapple. I'm telling you, I got all the poop tricks. <laughs> oh, good. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> so fresh pineapple is amazing. I guess something about by the time they process it, it tastes funky. If that doesn't work, there is, it's my least favorite because um, it uses aversion therapy and it does make them sick after they eat it. But after about two times of eating it and getting sick, then they'll never touch a poop again. So I always start with pineapple. I like to do all natural first. I'm big on that. And then I would go to the other supplement. Oh, so there's a supplement that you can it get. It is. It's called Potty Mouse. <laughs> That's really clever. I'm going to try the pineapple it first. Because Benji doesn't have allergies. Of course. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try that. And first. that's a good point. Always test. I always tell everyone with yeah. any dog before you give them any anything, test a little bit, rub it in their mouth and then see because you don't want them to have a whole serving of something and then just blow up like a blueberry. Oh my God, you have <laughs> such great information. All right. So Thanks. I now want one of these cuties, except everybody listens to the show. No, my husband has a two dog. We have two dogs. I go, honey, you got to see this dog. Honey, how many dogs do we have? I know we have two. Oh that's God. it. I know. It's like, Just we had three. Like, Becca has nine. <laughs> I know, like, we had three at one time and it was just for him. It, he loves dogs and he grew up with dogs. Yeah. Like, and I wish I did. My mom was afraid. Whole nother story. But I would love 12, you know, like I'd love a whole house full of pit bulls. And he goes, could you imagine oh, the part time? I love pities, but come on the gas. By the yes. way, how is the gas before I ask my next question with the, with the Frenchies? It's actually not bad. Like, like I said, everything starts with a diet. So right. our dogs actually don't have, I mean, there's a day on occasion where it'll be like, wow. But <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, like gas isn't too bad. I always say that it starts with the stomach. So if they're having yeah. like really unbearable gas, start with the food. It's always yeah. going to be the food. It's always digestive. That's true. Well, you know, it's funny because now that I think about it, Blue hardly farts anymore. It used to be constant when he was there on like but now it's like, so, so it's kind of a shocking, yeah, like once exactly. in a while, we're like, we call you, we used to call them air poops because they were so bad. <laughs> just, so, just dropped one out of the air. Yeah. It was just absolutely horrible. All right. Well, yeah. Now that I want one of your Frenchies and I'll have to convince my husband, uh, walk us through the process of purchasing one of your beauties uh, from start to finish. What's involved? So our process is we always want to meet the family first and the family meet the puppy if you're out of state we'll do facetime um if you're in state we like to do a facetime actually before we even meet you in person because we want to make sure that our dogs and us are safe in this industry it's becoming more and more a little bit worrisome to go meet strangers as it is just in general sure. but um we always do an interview first to see if you would be a good fit for one of our pups and our pups would be a good fit for you because this is a bond and we have turned people down before, but then after we, we go ahead and meet and like the puppy, whatever it is, um, then we'll go through and we'll start, start up the paperwork. We have the contract that protects the buyer and us. 
So we make sure that, you know, there's a health guarantee in there and it gives tips also how I send everyone home with like a Frenchie aftercare booklet. So mm. it's like 10 pages long. I'm very thorough with all the <laughs> I love it's that. It's a 10 page long booklet on how to take care of your French bulldog, um, how to even prepare. So, you know, I give tips on how to set up your yard if you have other dogs, you know, um, bleach your yard, things like that. So just different puppy aftercare booklet. So we go over all your paperwork and then we also offer financing. So um, we do financing where you can do payment plans and then otherwise we accept um, cash or we can do other forms of payment. And then after that, then we get to get puppy home. I either deliver them to if it's out of state or we can meet somewhere. Usually I like to take someone out to a coffee or a beer, whatever they're into and nice. just celebrate and go over everything. And then after that, puppy goes on home with their little booklet. We give you guys a, a fun little puppy package. So you, you have toys in there. We give you a shirt. I'm, I'm giving away secrets of what's in the present. <laughs> but all kinds of goodies go in there. I always give um, a microchip so that your puppy goes home with a microchip. I give you food. I give you all kinds of stuff in your puppy package. And then after that, I always do... Um, a check-in the next day. I always ask, you know, how did the first night go? How was everything? Oh, okay. They were a little bit nervous. I give you tips and things like that. So it doesn't end the moment the puppy leaves my hands. And then I check in, you know, another week later and people usually, most of the people that are in our fur fam, they'll send me pictures all day, every day. And I love it. <laughs> so I get to see that puppy is well cared for. And I'm always there to help them if they have questions or anything like that at all. Well, that's great. I have a question. You had did you say yeah. bleach your yard or did I hear? I don't know what that means. I did say bleach the yard. So okay. on anything that's like rocks or anything, because um, things like parvo and distemper, it can lie dormant in the ground for years. Oh. So I always recommend um, not not like engorging <laughs> it, but just like a little, little spray. You can use Otoban is one of my favorites. So Otoban is fantastic. Um, there's also a brand called Striker. And so those are just highly um, strong chemicals. To... You made the cutest. We'll go play in just a minute. We'll go play in a minute. I promise. I promise. Yeah. It's such a lovely day out. So when it's yeah. nice out, I'll let them be out for longer. But with these dogs, you don't want them to be out for too long in the hot or any dog, any dog right. and out too long in the hot, out too long in the cold. But we have some lovely fall weather. So they're just like mad that they're in the house. They're mad. <laughs> it's so nice. The other question I had about what yeah. you said is when you said sometimes you refuse people, like you need them. Is it, what is it? I, like, does something tip you off that they're just don't seem like a great person or they're too busy or they have 12 kids and like, where's this dog going to fit in or whatever it is. And it's on a circumstantial basis. So I wouldn't say that we have like any, like ground rules right. but it's it's based on the individual if i see that you know your home is a muck and you you know you don't keep a clean home and um you know maybe you're the type of person that's going to keep the dog in the cage all day nope. you know that's yeah. those are the kind of people that we we want our babies to go home with because they're very special to us so so it is a circumstantial basis on on things like that but typically um you know, I, I pride myself and say that we are not the cheapest in town, but that's because of the quality of what we do and what we go into it. And typically that um, attracts the, the appropriate people to us that we want our dogs to go home to. Yeah, no, I think that is super, super important. 
Now, do you show any of your dogs right now? We do. We go to the dog shows. We love them. I think it's so fun because, you know, I'm big on community. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. I love going out there um, and, you know, just meeting a lot of people out there and getting to see other great dogs and what we, I think it's, it's good to have that healthy, friendly competition because then it gives you a taste of, wow, that's a beautiful dog. I would love for our program to start looking kind of like that or things like that. And then just connecting with really cool people. But we do show our dogs. We've never, we've never been like big on it, yeah. but we enjoy going to the dog shows. Our big thing is community. Oh, I love that. Now you share in the blog <laughs> post that you dream of a future where only the most ethical breeders exist. And I am right there with you. Yeah. It's so, so important. I, I think it's important. And I went into this business actually with some hesitation. I'm going to be sure. completely honest with you. Oh, yeah. Um, I I have always been a rescuer. Me too. And so I told my partner, you know, I want to do it responsibly and differently. Mm-hmm. I, I want to change how people are breeding. If there's a puppy that's not perfect or cleft, like I, I want to save those puppies. I don't want to just throw them to the wayside. I want I want to redefine how people are breeding. I want it to be a lovable experience, not just treating dogs like a dollar sign. And I I do see that more and more where it is a business, yes, but the dogs come first in everything that you do. Yeah. And that's that's even why we don't breed our dogs sometimes all the most we've ever done is four. And that's only if they're like fully perfectly healthy, but we've retired them after two, after one, just always the health of the dog in mind first. The dog comes first. Yeah. See, I love it. I know I'm a big rescue person myself. And I mean, I've had, I had someone today that I absolutely love and I love their work um, with pit bulls and stuff. And I asked him to come on the show and he was like, no, because you promote breeders. And I thought, well, you know, we promote breeders like Rebecca Escobar, who's doing a fantastic job and cares for her dogs. We're not telling you to go to a pet store or a puppy mill, you know, and people are going to get puppies. That's the reality. And so right. let's provide them with the best people out there. Cause you're, I mean, you're just blowing my socks off. You're just amazing. Thank so you. Thank and you. everyone I've spoken to on the show, all the breeders have been incredible. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. from that rescue mindset, you know, right. it's, it's tough. I mean, I adore my dogs right. and quite frankly, I don't really want a puppy at this point. I had a daughter who didn't sleep through the night because she was sick. So I'm like, I need to sleep. I don't, do I, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Even though. My husband, I already have this imaginal, uh, imagine, not imaginative, this um, pit bull that we imagine, and we named him Ernie when he's a, you know, this puppy someday. And I'm like, maybe, <laughs> but now I'm thinking oh. maybe a Frenchie from Frenchie verse. Oh my God. Yeah, that family is so, so lucky. Look at that oh, kitty. thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Such Aww. a liquor. Oh, oh my baby. gosh. Well, what? I, think I know, I know. Business thrives. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So long, so long as you put the dogs first in your mind, yeah. um, that's how your business thrives because everything else will follow. So long as you care about what's most important, everything else just follows naturally and organically. Oh, I bet. Well, what do you hope to see 10 years from now in the bully world, especially with breeders? Oh man. I think there's just so much happening. Um, so many people popping up and I love and I appreciate that because it's exciting. People do love dogs and they want to do it. Um, 
I guess my hope is 10 years from now, it's only the ones that truly value the dogs first that, that are sticking around. And, you know, the health of the dogs comes first and breeding only the healthiest dogs to create those things, you know, not just, just doing it. Oh gosh. I, I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, like don't worry about it. style where you're just popping out, you know, puppies to make money. I, I hope to see a future where it's just the people that genuinely care about the quality of the dog, the health of the dogs, the quality of life that they receive after. Um, I hope to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Now I know you have some other passions. Tell us about some of the things you love to do in New Mexico yes. and beyond. <laughs> so when I'm not busy working, um, my partner and I do several different things. We we do uh, marketing is our main job on top of the dogs is the main job. Ooh, so wow. marketing is our main thing. And then we did Frenchieverse. And from that actually stemmed Kettle Boost, which is a marketing platform for dog breeders. So that that's pretty cool. Check it out. It's on Instagram, um, oh, Kettle Boost. Cool. But that's just for dog breeders. So work keeps me busy, but I love what <laughs> I do. But when it's not work-related, I love to go and go on like nature explorations. Like I'm big on the mountains. My husband and I love to go snowboarding. We love to hike. So we'll do that with friends. Um, Being in New Mexico, we have a big craft beer scene and I've actually worked at many doing like marketing and things for them. So I'm big on beer. I love me a beer. (laughs) (laughs) I work hard. I earn that beer. Of course. So I love doing uh, active activities, going to the gym with my friends and then also enjoying like a nice cold beer after a long day. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. And Where what do you think about, oh, I'll let you grab that. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's okay. And what do you think about Bully Girl Magazine? I love it. So I'm new to you, Lisa, and you guys actually found found me before I even knew about you. And I'm so excited that you did because this has just been like a super exciting thing for me. I, I kind of got emotional when you guys first reached out because you wanted to interview me and I was like, that's really sweet to get some recognition for what I do, my passion and my career. So I was really excited about that. And I'm just so humbled and grateful to be like here talking to you today, get to gain a new friend in this community. Yeah. That's what it's all about to me. Yay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're stuck with me now. Uh- <laughs> Yay. I'm uh, on the train. Yay. You're fabulous. Is there, tell oh, us all the ways you. that we can find you on uh, socials and all that good stuff. So we have, um, we have our main Instagram page, which is going to be Frenchieverse LLC. Um, It's, it's spelled a little funny. It's F R E N C H I V E R S E. Can you see it? I'm okay. Can you see it? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then we have our backup pages too, that can be found through there. So it'll be like Frenchieverse Becca, Frenchieverse Richard, whom is my partner. And then we have a couple others like our guardian home people that are part of our community too. Um, that's another thing that I'm big on is having those guardian homes so that they live in their forever home forever. But nice. you can find us there. Our website is www.frenchieverse.com. On that website, you can find um, current studs that we have, current puppies. You can apply for the financing. You can find um, like tips and tricks and things like that. Also, uh, we're on Facebook. We have two uh, Frenchieverse pages. They're both spelled the same way. And then whenever you become a part of our family, we have a Facebook community. 
So in that Aww. community, I'll post um, tips. I'm always sending tips in there and tons of like videos and information. And then also same thing with like our stories on Instagram. And when you do become also a part of our Frenchieverse fam, we have a free online course that teaches you marketing with kennel booths, as well as um, whelping and dog breeding and dogs in general, A through Z on, on that course too. Oh, that is so great. You are just <laughs> fabulous. You should come back just to talk Thank about you. all the other stuff. I mean, there's, there's so much, I mean, I want to talk about the holistic aspect. I feel aspect. like I can talk for hours to you. <laughs> well, we will. <laughs> at any rate, if you want to follow Bully Girl, go to at Bully Girl Meg on Instagram and I believe on TikTok and go get the Bully Girl app so you can keep up with all these great people doing really cool stuff. So you can go to the Google App Store, you can go to Google Play and go to www.bgm warehouse. You can get my hat. We can't get my hat. We can get a hat like this, sweatshirts and racer wraps. <laughs> and then follow me so you can see my Pitbull Blue and my Lab Benji at Lisa Davis MPH on TikTok and Instagram. And everybody keep coming back to Bully Girl Magazine Podcast. Thanks so much.